This is the Work Smart Hypnosis Podcast, session number 321. Vinny Brigance on Outcome-Oriented Action. Welcome to the Work Smart Hypnosis Podcast with Jason Lynette, your professional resource for hypnosis training and outstanding business success. Here's your host, Jason Lynette. Welcome back to the program, and let me kind of paint the picture for you in terms of the recording of this specific introduction. Right now, I am sitting on a folding chair that I bought on Amazon, which if you listen carefully, that's not squeaking today. Either way, it is going back to Amazon. My computer, my laptop is sitting on an end table that I have stolen from the living room. We're currently in a rental home in the process of moving down to Florida and then moving into a home that we're going to buy down here as well. And I want to paint that picture for you because... Right now, I'm basically running the exact same business I have for going on more than a dozen or so years in the corner of a bedroom with at least a wall behind me, webcam, microphone, laptop. The world has become a whole lot smaller, and the opportunity to get in front of your ideal clientele at the right time has never been easier, and especially as as a response to the entire last year of what we've been through People have seen the viability of doing so many things online, which is where someone else is now renting the physical location that was Virginia Hypnosis. It's kind of unnerving to see the photos of someone else in there, but that's cool. They fought over who got the room with a brick wall, by the way. That was kind of cool. (laughs) And again, keeping things running, which kind of brings me around to my guest on the podcast this week, which I will say it directly Someone who many of you might not yet know, and I think, as always, the most important word in that sentence is the word yet, because he is someone who is just rocking it right now as a true worker in the profession and doing some pretty amazing things. So Vinny Brigance is the founder of Kalamazoo Hypnosis, and his sole focus these days is that of mostly seeing clients for stopping smoking. Now, inside of this conversation, we're gonna hit on some really cool nuances of red flags as to whether or not you determine if the client is ready for the hypnosis, ready to make that change. We're gonna talk about adapting your methods, when to do your entire pre-talk, or when perhaps to reduce your entire pre-talk and just do what they need. And one of my favorite topics, how do we repurpose content? So one of the biggest mistakes that I see people make in their business, and even for those people inside of my program, Hypnotic Business Systems, I sometimes have to kind of prod and go, stop assuming everybody has seen every piece of content that you do, which let me poke fun of myself because I think at least by now, I have accidentally had at least two, maybe three podcast episodes in the last six years, seven years called Hypnotic Outsourcing. Don't take that as a mistake. Hear that instead as to how passionate I am about outsourcing. But I bring this up because Vinny is doing something really cool. And this is something that I've talked about for years, but because I opened up my businesses of seeing clients, you know, a number of years ago, it was a different world back then. So check this out. Vinny is rocking it out right now in his business. He is packed with clients. He is getting phenomenal results. And are you ready for this, people? He doesn't have a website. In fact, even better, just to give you some of the behind the scenes fun of this, my podcast editing team, uh, Podcast Network Solutions, they're amazing, by the way, they write the show notes for the episodes and they had to reach out to me to say, we can't find his website. And I go, I know, right? Isn't that cool? So he is making use of Facebook. He's making use of uh, TikTok. He's just killing it in terms of the social media approach, which is where definitely head over to the show notes 
at worksmarthypnosis.com. We make that easy for you now. This is episode number 321. So go to worksmarthypnosis.com forward slash 321 sleep now, uh, three, two, one. And didn't notice that. And when you go there, that'll redirect over to this week's episode. And we'll be sure to link to his social media channels. So you can see a bit of the action of what he's up to. I'll say it simply. If I was getting starting today, this is exactly what I do as well. I will stand happily on my 12 years of search engine optimization, which is where we're still maintaining a business, even though, well, there actually still is a Jason Lynette Group LLC in Virginia. There also is now one in Florida, and there's a appropriate way that we're running both. That's a probably a whole conversation later on. So listen to the inspirational hook that it comes down to putting yourself out there in a way that people engage and people interact with you. And in fact, that's one of the things we talk about, how to build engagement and get your audience to follow your instructions and simply do something. While you're there looking at the show notes, hop over to hypnoticbusinesssystems.com. This is the all-access pass to my hypnosis business training library. And a quick history lesson before we jump into the recording, this program originally was tell you what to do. It evolved over time to then become show you how to do it and Check this out. If you go to jasonwebinar.com, that'll give you instant access to an on-demand presentation, six steps to a six-figure hypnosis business, where, yes, that's going to teach you some cool strategies you can put to use as early as right now. However, you'll also see that Hypnotic Business Systems has also now morphed into a program of giving you the assets to get up and running even faster. I want you to realize every buying decision is made off of the filter of faster and easier your clients could produce changes on their own. They could. You help them do that faster and easier. You could rent a car and drive from Virginia to Seattle, Washington, but to buy a ticket for an airplane would get you there faster and easier. You could, and this is a metaphor borrowed from uh, another marketer, Ryan Dice, you could dig up your backyard, you could plant rice, you could wait for it to grow, then pull it out of the ground and then cook it and eat it, or you could just go to the store and buy rice. That's faster and easier. Every buying decision is faster and easier. And with Hypnotic Business Systems, I help you to launch. I help you to grow. I help you to scale faster and easier. So two options. Check out hypnoticbusinesssystems.com or get the free tour and learn some things you can put to use right away at jasonwebinar.com. And with that, let's jump directly into this phenomenal conversation with Vinny Brigance. So here we go. Episode number 321 Vinny Brigance on Outcome-Oriented Action. Yeah, you know, that's a great question for me. So the reality is my mom was actually struggling with quitting. She actually, uh, quitting smoking, that is. She actually passed away at 53 and a half years of age. She never got to meet my son. So, you know, that's a sad moment. And really struggling and dealing with that, I was kind of thinking, well, at the time, I wasn't really making an impact on humanity at the scale that I wanted to. And I started looking into, well, how could I help other people avoid this pain, right? And what's the most effective way to help people quit smoking? And it doesn't take a lot of internet searches to realize, hey, you know, hypnosis is very effective. And, you know, prior to that, I was interested in things like Influence and Tony Robbins. And he would always refer to this genius named Milton Erickson. So I started kind of putting two and two together. And that's, I think, where the path started to emerge for me. Yeah. So then looking, I, I love that the intention was step one, here's a specific need. Here's something that I want to help with. 
followed by then step two. Well, how do I go about doing that? Yeah. Yeah. That's the, I don't know, because you can dive into hypnosis and it's, it's such a, it's so effective and in the ways you can, the range of things you can do with it's incredibly diverse, right? There's hypnosis for everything out there. Um, but for me, it was a singular focus of wanting to make an impact there. And of course, I studied political science in college. So for me, it wasn't just, okay, I'm going to make the change at the micro level, the individual level. It's, well, how can we use this to then make a shift systemically? Like, what are the broadest range of consequences we can impact? So I want to bounce around here a bit as we often do. So let's move forward then. We're now, there you are actually offering the service out and working with something, someone. What was it like to get that first piece of feedback that someone had quit? Oh my goodness. I tell yeah. you, it was a relief, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, it actually works because I'm, I'm a bit of an outcome-oriented fella. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to see the results. And until you do it, you're, you know, you've got questions in your head. You know, you can always play the game of, well, Jason can do it. I don't know if I can, maybe there's something horribly wrong with me, or uh, maybe he's just has superpowers, you know, and you're teaching all these really cool principles that people can use in your hypnotic workers until you sit down and do it though. That, that's the real training, right? The real training is, is doing it. And, and, and that's when you're going to learn the most anyway. So that moment of, Hey, it's been two weeks. It's been two months. I can't believe this, uh, you know? Just life changing and incredible. Holding back the kickoff of most of our careers and going, really? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. So I I was curious to ask then, as that's been a focus of yours, has there been someone who you've worked with that even perhaps you were on the thought thought process of, oh, I don't know about this one? Oh, my goodness. Yes. 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 Red flags. I, I made every mistake you could make, Jason, in terms of, you know, you're supposed to screen out people that don't appear to have a high degree of threshold. And, you know, I... well, let's, let's go off of that for a moment. Mm-hmm. Do you, do you still subscribe to that thinking of, again, it must be the absolute pain point? No, but I need, there's definitely some red flags though. Like, you know, Hey, I've seen three other hypnotists and it has, or then, you know, I, I'm very methodical in my pre-talk. I have a checklist. I'm checking off, making sure, I, you know, what I'm saying is resonating with the person. I'm doing all the really cool things we do to sort of make sure there's an understanding of what hypnosis is, what it isn't, what to expect. And then, you know, fell flat on my face a couple of times with that. Mm-hmm. So it's- No, because I, I asked because I was trained at mm-hmm. one point of the, you know, they have to be ready to throw them out and move on with their life. Or here's the one who's talk about, you know, the absolute pain point of it has to be this, you know, this really extremely negative thing. You know, yes, there's going to be red flags. I mean, I can think of one person who uh, called me up wearing all the flags, of, I've seen five other hypnotists, and if I can walk out of your office and light up right away, this is why I'm going to pay with my credit card so I can stop payment. If you can't fix me, I'm like, well, the good news is this, this will be a very short phone call. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Which I think I told the story in another episode recently that became one of the best referral sources because she was out there talking smack about the a hole hypnotist who wouldn't help her. To which the friends were then calling up and going, well, I'm actually wanting to quit. But I, I'd say, and this was a Michael Elner line from many years ago, that they're calling you because at least some part of them wants to quit. I'm okay with the, I know I need to, I don't know if I'm ready. Right. that's something right, right, we right. can actually help with too. Yeah. No, I love that. I think so, for me, it's, there's going to be a natural, you're expecting a, a bit of a parts conflict, right? That's the sort of system I use. I use that very Jockwin oriented parts therapy method, you know, like kind of like the six step reframe. I don't, I'm expecting some conflict. I'm expecting, but I just need to see that they have a desire to quit and I'll take a shot. You know, I'll give it a shot. It's not, it's not a hundred percent, but man, people, people can, this stuff's really powerful. You know, I, sometimes I wonder if hypnotists 
don't believe it just because I was there, right? I needed to test the waters myself a handful of times and get the results. And I mean, this stuff works, people. I just really trust that their unconscious mind is going to make this change for them. You don't have to know how you're going to get there sometimes. You can dive in and have fun with it. Right. I love that intention of having fun with that. So let's go back in terms of the, the story here. That Correct me. You said it was political science that you were studying? Yeah, yeah. Shouts out to UMass Boston. So <laughs> nice. I went out there and uh, <laughs> I tell you, so, you know, there we're thinking about individuals. We're thinking about political systems. We're thinking about you know, things on a global scale. And for me, it's like, I want to help a thousand people quit smoking. And here's the reason, you know, let's say I help a thousand people in the state of Michigan quit. The average cost of a pack of cigarettes is eight bucks. You know, over 30 years, we're talking about creating $87,600,000, which is insane. You know, that's essentially an evergreen stimulus package. And I don't need to make an, inf I don't need to like a, a Congress or a legislative body or a president to make that type of impact. This is truly life changing stuff for folks. And that's just the first thousand people we help quit, right? And let's say we pick that model up and we drop it off in some of the most impoverished regions of our country, Detroit, Flint, Gary, Indiana, and we start creating this new source of revenue and capital. So it's, and we're not doing it. I'm not adding anything. I'm just changing habits right now. They have more capital to spend elsewhere. So let me ask you, was that, and let, let's, let's kind of narrow down exactly what's happening here, which one it's brilliant, nicely done. Mm -hmm. And it's the, it's the fact that as soon as we take what we're doing and we let it become something bigger than us, yes, that if it stopped at, I want to help a thousand people to quit smoking, that's pretty damn noble. We'll take mm -hmm. that too. But it's instead, look, I've done the math. Here's what that's going to bring back into people's pockets. That's what's going to come back into communities. That's what you know income is going to be created. We'll leave out the uh, category of folks who are going to be suffering because they're not getting the money anymore. But that aside, <laughs> right, right. yeah, we're okay with that one. <laughs> they, they've done well enough. It's okay. Yes. <laughs> but to look at what happens when you take this and let it become a mission, when you let right. it become a movement that now you're bringing people in. It, was that what you started with or is that something that sort of developed over time? You know, Jason, I'd love to tell you this like cool tale, you know, about that. But really <laughs> I was in the shower thinking, I was like, oh, oh yeah. If you help a thousand people, what would the math on that be? It was literally just wondering, just a, a minute of wondering. And then it's like, from a marketing perspective, now, you know, people that sell insurance, life insurance, are going to want to refer people to me because it's easier to sell it. Now they have a non-smoker versus smoker, the rate's lower. Now, folks that are doing construction and selling houses, of course, they want to refer people to me because they can get a down payment quicker from that, from that prospective buyer, right? So it's like, how can I set up all these things in my favor to sort of create that outcome too, right? Now, it's people are joining along versus me having to go out and pitch so much, which I'm perfectly willing to do. I mean, you have to and be we'll, we'll to come that. around to because you do it exceptionally mm -hmm. well too in a very natural way. Right. But to bring people into something where, and I love the the subtext of it too. I'll give you my take on it and tell me if this is uh, matching up. Which is that it's a slightly political statement without getting political. One hundred percent. And really, the mission statement is, and this is something that you know a lot of us have said for years now that we can get upset about what's happening in this part of the government or that part of the government or this president versus that one, this candidate. The truth is inside of all of us, we have the opportunity to create the economy that we're going to live inside of. I mean, I even go back to, you know, we're recording this as one of the last episodes I record in Virginia hypnosis at Virginia hypnosis in the state of Virginia, a business that opened up right around the financial crisis, the mortgage crisis, 
And uh, sure enough, my first office in Old Town Alexandria was next to a testing site where the mortgage brokers were getting relicensed. That's how amazing. quickly could I have a trifold brochure? And that was most of the clients that yeah. I was seeing then. You know, yes, other things were down, but there was a specific need that, oh, I can help with this. They were passing and they had learned their lesson and they weren't selling the junk loans anymore. Yeah, that's fantastic. Exactly that. Exactly that. Like I've met plenty of politicians. I I, I ran a political campaign. Well, I ran a campaign office. My goodness, that was tough. Oof. You want to win a political campaign? Hire someone that will sleep under their desk, you know, and work 70, 80 hours. I worked the uh, fundraisers and did production on them in DC. So, oh, wow. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's a grind, you know, and it's, it's, but at the end of the day, those folks have their own interests and, and we all do. And, you know, I don't, I don't believe in like a board of shadowy figures. I don't have that kind of perspective on the matter, but it, mm-hmm. I think regardless of what you believe, it's like, you've got two hands, you've got two feet. And if you develop a skill, it's like, well, how far can we leverage this? What's the biggest impact I can make? Right? Well, it's and the then, same as what we would get into the conversation with a client. Okay. So there's the external story. That's what's going on. What are you going to do about it? Yeah. How are you going to respond? So, so I want to come around to, you know, getting things up and running. So was the thought process originally in terms of looking hypnosis of going, this is now a career path. This is what I want to do. Or is it something you kind of fell into by, by learning more about it? Yeah. I think the desire was always in the back of my mind, right? Once I, once I started picking this up, it's like, well, this could be potentially very lucrative also, right? You can do, you can have the best of both worlds. You can make a tremendous human impact and you can provide a living for your family. And so, you know, for me, it was right there. And then I did, again, I, this is kind of interesting. I don't want to like start plugging your stuff. <laughs> no, that's but okay, like, Vinny. It's yeah. okay. <laughs> the, the reality yeah. is though, like you've done a lot of the thinking for folks, right? And I, I started diving in trying to sort of model folks that I'd see on the internet that were providing a similar service. And there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes. I remember, let me, let me just tell you, I opened an office January 9th of last year. And we were picking up steam quickly. I started seeing six people a week, seven, eight, nine, ten people a week. And I thought, well, my dream's coming true. This is wild. And I don't know if you heard about this small event, Jason, the COVID-19 coronavirus. Uh, yeah, thing. apparently there's a thing still going on. Yes. Yeah, the pandemic shutdown. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> and uh, I wasn't as well versed in any of these online platforms and how to work with folks over the internet. And I still remember that YouTube video I saw of yours with a little, the little squeegee bottle, a little you know, yeah. and uh, <laughs> and you walk through end to end. It wasn't just that you said, hey, you can integrate Canly with Zoom. It, you said, hey, I'm going to share my screen and show you exactly how to set this stuff up. Now, there may be a misapprehension of just how much value that is to someone that's listening, but I know because I've dove into a lot of this stuff, like sitting down there messing around with a, a GUI, it could take you two hours just to figure out how to set up Calendly. And it might yes. take you like two hours to set up Zoom. And then you got to integrate them. And that step's pretty easy. But still, it's this guy's showing you how to do it right now. Well, there was a conversation I had just yesterday morning with someone who goes, hey, I watched that velvet rope thing and I'm going through it. And should I hire an outsourcer to make the two things talk to each other? And I go, wait a minute, have you watched it? Yeah, I watched it. Well, you really don't need someone for that task. Right. <laughs> you know, I, I, I draw a correlation. I'll, I'll say a good thing about another company here, which is that you know I get a lot of people who go, oh, I'm starting a business. I'm going to get LegalZoom to do an LLC. I'm like, well, you could, but in most states in the United States, that's two pages and a yes. very low fee. So that might be one you can do yourself. I did use them years ago for a trademark and then come to find out for the move down to Florida, 
this is the way that it's best run to you know maintain the name. I still have an LLC up in Virginia, but there's a way to have what's called a foreign LLC in the new state, which allows me to not you know lose the name. Not that someone else could swoop in and have the same business name as the reason behind that. And I'm like, okay, so let me throw LegalZoom 300 bucks because I have no idea what you just said. But right. based on my research, that seems to be the right thing. No, but the, the moment of the chat with someone was, should I hire the outsourcer? And I kept prodding to go, did you watch the walkthrough video? Yeah. And he goes, yeah, yeah. well, I watched the intro. I go, then no, you haven't watched it. <laughs> <laughs> and 20 minutes after the step-by-step, -step, okay, now do this, now do this, he sent me a calendar invite with his system because he figured it out. Beautiful. So, just again, Fantastic. which take that for everyone out there. For anything that you do that you think is the most commonplace, easiest thing that you do, that's someone else's very specific pain point. 100%. And yeah. how dare you not make that easy for someone else, which even, you know, I've not really had an issue with public speaking because I did it so much early on. But to see the client as to, well, inside of their world right now, that has been a challenge up until now. And let's show them how to step into that confidence. Let's show them how to find their own unique voice and let that become their strength too. Yeah, that's a great point. This is the type of thing, and, you know, obviously that's just like scratching the surface of what you provide. But I mean, that was it for me. It was like, okay, cool. So I, I just to give a little bit more context here, Jason, not only did I open an office, I paid rent a year in advance because, mm. you know, I'm, I'm a responsible entrepreneur type. Oh yeah. And, um, <laughs> and then the shutdown hit and, you know, like any tough guy entrepreneur, I sat in the corner and cried. <laughs> like, what am I going to do? So, you know, it was really, I, I tell people, I think a lot of the work you're doing both in hypnosis and in terms of like building out an easy path for getting your business up and running, that stuff's huge, right? The, the We're talking about human impact and this is really a way for people to dive in quickly, right? Yeah. You've done a lot of that. So Oh, thank you. Yeah, I think that's that's huge. It's it's doing a lot for the industry. Which you were you were relatively new at the time, so mm -hmm. it wasn't too much of a learning curve to go. Then okay, so now let me do this online. Exactly. Though, yeah. how did that change for you? And this is what I wanted to come around to as well, because some of what I'm seeing you're doing is just rocking out and really working well for you. Mm -hmm. What what were some of the changes you started to put into place immediately to to keep things running and have those people now still working with you? Yeah. So to be honest with you, it wasn't immediate. It was yeah. very, <laughs> it was very much a road stopping halt, right? I had to, I had to sort of pick myself up there, but uh, I implemented some of the strategies you did. And I, I basically stopped talking about hypnosis. You know, I found myself talking about all the really cool stuff I learned. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm very results oriented and outcome oriented, but at the same time, I love, I just love this stuff. So learning everything about it, it's a blast. You know, your client might not care though about how you're going to help them create the change so much. Yeah. They really might just want to stop smoking. Right. The more I talked about that problem and help them understand that I understand their pain points, I don't think they really care as long as they feel safe with you and they know they can get some pleasure from it and avoid pain. That's really the messaging. I don't need to spend a lot of time educating them on how hypnosis works, right? We can, I can shoot a video and give them a pre-talk if I want or... There's any number of ways to, to sort of crack that nut, right? We don't. Yeah, know. which I mean, just to reference a previous episode, two weeks ago, Sean Michael Andrews was on the program once again, and I think we've had this chat several times as he does a short pre-talk, I do a short pre-talk, and the theme was early on, as I was sitting there explaining the structure of the conscious and the subconscious mind to my client, they were glazing over, but not in the way that I wanted them to. Yeah. <laughs> Boredom trance, yeah. <laughs> so, so then what, what are those specific points that you found really need to be highlighted? for people. 
Well, I, I literally just use your, in terms of pre-talk, I just use yours just to point that out. But for you know securing a market, I basically made a bunch of assets. That's how I think of them. Yeah. YouTube videos, uh, copy. And here's a really cool thing. If you sit down and actually make that stuff, Facebook Lives, right? You can use OneStream, really cool tool. And you make the videos one time, you can post them forever. You can send them to people, right? So, you know, uh, instead of presuming I knew what my market needed, I started talking to smokers and asking them. And then I was able to reverse engineer their pain points and use their language specifically. I could parrot it back to them. And I found this to be way more effective than me sitting in a room trying to imagine, you know, what they want to hear to to trust me or to yeah. believe I understand their pain points, right? And, you know, I had the personal experience with my mom, but realistically, you know, the market's bigger than her. So we want to get out there and and understand those demographics. And that was really it though. There's tools out there. We all know about Answer the Public and mm-hmm. there's a bunch of ways to go out there and look up this information. But, you know, really giving people the success stories, like you always say, in the beginning, you don't have them, but you've got plenty of studies out there you can reference. And I think you've batched a bunch of those for us. And Richard Nongard does that, right? He's got that yeah. cool 101 studies every hypnotist should know or something like that. It's a free download. Yeah. Which of course has more than 101 in there. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so, I mean, I grab those and it's just, Hey, look, you know, this is peer reviewed research. We know this works. It's effective. And then, and then, so here's, here's the problem I ran into. Cause you asked, how did I start ramping up? I made these assets and I would post them on Facebook and I had no idea people were watching, you know, a lot of times. And a lot of folks that were watching and commenting were just buddies that were being mm-hmm. supportive, but it's like, okay, well, how do I take this message to people? right? So find people that smoke, send them your videos. It's, it, it's pretty, it's simple, right? But it took me a little, it took me a minute to figure that out. Yeah. Which let's, I want to unpack that briefly, which first of all, let's go back to this mindset that you talked about of, you know, making a bunch of assets. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I say you're a content creator first that happens to provide a product or a service. Right. So by having that as a resource and something that you said that I think everyone needs to to go back and hear was that that became the content that you could then repurpose, you could use in different formats. It's something that then became an asset over time that when someone had a question, you could send them the resource and that was answering it for you. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Infinite ROI, right? Like I made it one time. Now that thing produces money for me forever. Like it's, it's kind of sweet. So put some time into your content. You know, yeah, and I, I'm, the, the phrase that I've learned to use too is that I'm going to send you a quick video that's going to answer your question plus several others you haven't yet thought to ask. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. I like After that. you've watched that, when would be a good time we can connect by phone? Yeah, but it's where I, I won't have that initial conversation until they've already watched me, which is providing a better service for that person because then here's the ethics. As it's a fit, they keep going. Mm-hmm. If what I've said is not what they were looking for, they just disappear. That's wonderful. You're giving them the opportunity to self-select. I love that. Yeah. Just keep giving them that opportunity. And so I have to take a step back because I said, put some time and work into your content. The other hang up, I'm just imagining if there's someone that's thinking about starting a clinic or pursuing this as as a career, they might think that means, okay, well, I'm going to sit here for three months and make videos and not put them out there. And I really want to just take a step back for a moment and say that that's also not what I mean. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like you have to get out there. You have to get on the field. You have to start playing ball, right? Like this game isn't going to be won (laughs) in a vacuum. You have to get into the market. And sometimes, you know, you make stuff and you get, I I posted for a hundred days straight on Facebook starting in August and a good 40% of that flopped. 
just terrible, you know, <laughs> but I was, I was discovering my voice through that process. I was understanding my message better. I was interacting with people that smoked. So all this stuff's on Facebook. If anybody wants to go to mine, I, I don't care. I tell people just look it up and steal something. If you like it, just, you know, repurpose it for your niche. It doesn't matter to me. Well, what's great about that is there is going to be an audience. Like you mentioned here, someone who's been watching you for a couple of months and then actually reaches out. Yep. I've got videos going back about 10, 12 years ago. I've got videos going back 30, 40 pounds ago. <laughs> I've got <laughs> videos going back when the hair was thicker. It's still there, but it was definitely thicker back then. And to hear how some people will, just like they would for a musician, just like they would for an actor, they'll track the lineage. You know, they'll go, I can see there's a style change that you made in like 2017. Yeah. And you know, I really appreciate the way that you're saying this differently now, which is not to negate what was there before, you know, but this is something that I've really come to appreciate where I do events at times with Richard Nongard, who's got stuff going way back. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and the importance of don't think everything has to be flawless. Don't think everything has to be perfect. Because first of all, as you mentioned, 100 videos, 40% were a flop. You just need one or two to take off. Right. And to right. create that impact. And there's really not much of a way ahead of time. What was, there was a bit on T on, on the internet a while ago of the girl who was doing a handstand and then twerking, which I think this is the first time in 320 episodes we've talked about twerking on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations. I'm <Debbie>. honored. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but she's on her hands doing upside down handstand, which is the right setup for a handstand actually. And then she falls because the door opens and then a candle knocks over and then gets caught on fire, oh, which wow. it's only three weeks later, we all found out that was a bit they did on Jimmy Kimmel, which wow. then went viral. Well, they did a bunch of other bits on Jimmy Kimmel that didn't go viral. So you right. can't quite predict which one thing will be the one that takes off. I don't do the Esdale state with people these days. I have the number one hit on YouTube with the Esdale state. I think it's so. amazing. <laughs> yeah. That's great. No, but they I, see that and they go, hey, could you help me with, which even that brings in clients. So this willingness just to put that out. So 100 days, where did the content come from, Vinny? Oh, gosh. I tell you what. Prior to that, Jason, I couldn't even post once a week. I couldn't post every two weeks. I would sit there and just spin my wheels, you mm -hmm. know, doing everything. So that, that's why I want to take that step back and point this out. I don't mean sit there and try to perfect something for months to make one video and think yeah. it's going to work, right? For me, it was literally like, we've got to get something out to the world every single day by midnight, every single day, you know? And the content started with generic mindset stuff that nobody cared about, right? Like, I mean, it's, people, did they appreciate that stuff? People love it. But that wasn't the market I was after. It started with just, I started trying to explain hypnosis to people, why I thought it was cool, talking about the history of it, which all very interesting stuff, right? But I mean, then it became, okay, well, you know, you join a smoker group, you start talking to smokers and, or you start observing their behavior, the questions they have. And it's like, well, I could make a video about that. Right. Yeah. You know, a lot of these folks are talking about how to deal with anger. They're very furious, right? They can't, they're, 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 they're yelling at their kids. They're feeling really bad about it. Well, I can show you how to shut off anger instantly, right? Because we have all these really cool tools for it. So let's make a video about it. That kind of thing. It was really reacting to people's needs and the willingness to dive in and ask questions. So that's, where the quality content came from. But prior to that, it was all just me trying to imagine what people wanted to hear. <laughs> well, that's, that's where one of the best lessons is to, first of all, you know, just open up those ears and start to listen. What are the questions that people typically ask me and how can I respond? And then that becomes a piece of content. Again, back to 
you know, the simple example earlier of I made this walkthrough video, I have to mention where to find it now, <laughs> worksmarthypnosis.com forward slash now online. We just put that out there for free. And that was, you know, this moment of going, here's how to do it. But for someone else, that one video may have been someone's very specific question as to where, well, what if the hypnosis wears off might've been their question. And suddenly here's a video that goes, does hypnosis wear off? And then here's the answer. Yeah. You know, where, where we don't know that one piece of content that's going to grab their attention. I want to call out part of the strategy here. And I love that you're doing it this way because correct me, there's not really a Kalamazoo hypnosis website. No. God, oh, I, no. I, I love it. No, I don't want <laughs> for the visual it. for the visual representation, I am now elbows up, my chin is on my hands, and I'm smiling and they tell us more posture. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think websites are great. I think, you know, it's another way to host content. I think if anything, you know, you're pulling people out of a, a Facebook ecosystem that's only going to give you three to seven percent engagement. I, there's nothing wrong with doing that, but I mean, you know, a quarter of the planet's on Facebook or something like that. Like I'm gonna go where they are. Right. Yeah. And, and but but the piece of this that really you've got to take your message to them, right? You can't sit back passively knowing you're only going to get a three to seven percent hit with every video you do on your friends list. Like you can use hashtags and stuff, and I don't, I don't know. I don't I don't know how much that really helped, <laughs> but really it's about going out and taking your message to folks. So then, how are you going about doing that? Because you hinted that hinted at that earlier that posting the video, your friends saw it. And your friends didn't smoke, so we can claim that as a hit. Congratulations, good work, right. Vinny. Uh, yeah. But then, <laughs> but then, how do we actually? Well, as we like to say, and I, I'd imagine you've got kids about the same age as mine, and mine mm -hmm. are phenomenal at talking to strangers. Yeah, you get the joke there. <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, how do you then start to bring that to people who don't yet know you? Right. So you know, a simple strategy is just to message them. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> you know, that I know that's awkward for folks, but or or. Here's a, here's a better way to do it, right? If you're if you're starting off, because I know that's very daunting for folks. But what's to stop you from contacting five to ten people that are already your friends and explaining your mission and what you want to do, and just saying, "Hey, do you know anybody that could use my help?" Yeah, I would. I'll take great care of them, right? Like the, you can do that, and you can just work backwards. But but here's the the other thing here. Because I've made all the mistakes on the planet, Jason, don't think you've messaged five or 10 people this morning and then, you know, you, you did one and ran away because you didn't get a response that you wanted. You know, like you've actually got to stick to it and, and pump. You, you've got to have the inputs to get the output, right? Like it's, it's, just, it's just a numbers thing at some point. There's um, a lot. Yeah, there's a lot inside of what you just said. Because I think one of the small pockets of clients that I saw a bunch of over the years, and I still see this one actually, are people which <laughs> the characterization, this is, there's a few clients who if they call, I go, okay, so this is a process, which is what we call client-centered, where I'm going to listen to your issue. That being said, I've seen like 500 people for that. So can I, can I try a mind read real quick? Okay. So you're an insurance agent and you got into it because you like helping people. But because you now work for, we'll pick one, New York Life, you've done your own networking and you know you can close those. But because you work with New York Life, they give you a list of numbers you have to call. Otherwise, you can no longer be represented by them. But you know your closing rates better on the warm leads because you've already met those people. Yeah. But you can't keep your license unless you do this cold call. And those people tell you to go F, the, F yourself and then they hang up on you, right? Yeah. 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 And, and now someone has called this call reluctance and you think it's anxiety. But no, this sucks, but you have to do it. Am I close? <laughs> and they go, wow, yeah, when can we work on this? <laughs> I love it. Where, where, yeah. where there's something about, yes, gamifying it. 
But the truth is, as someone who sends out, why do I do email marketing? Because it works. Why has there been a new podcast episode every single week for the last seven or so years? Because it's the consistency and it's the staying in front of the audience that works. So how do you go about that in terms of, you know, keeping up that drive when it's when it's just not a yes every single time? Yeah, I well, you know in advance it's not going to be, right? Yeah. So the accepting that reality is is just this is something we were talking about a little bit prior to the podcast, but you know the solution is always only going to be action anyway. So it's like just just keep keep track of yourself and again, <laughs> just open a, a spreadsheet or something and I did 10, I did 10. You know, just Give yourself a goal and hit that goal every day. I'm going to outreach in some form. You don't have to do it that way. You can outreach any way you want to, but just make sure you're consistently taking your message to a market. Eventually, you get set up with a groundswell of folks you've helped, and then you get to play the game of referrals and, and warm leads. But in the beginning, I don't know. You, you've you got to accept the reality that folks don't know who you are yet. Right, um, yeah. So it's, it's like if you want to get the outcome, you got to do the things on the front end to get there. And trust me, I this is... I, we were talking about how I don't really like to get into mindset stuff. Like I, I tend to focus on moments over mindset. And yeah. this is kind of corny. <laughs> I'll share. This is the most mindset thing I do, right? I just refer to these as million dollar moments. It's always those days that you're talking about like the call reluctance or the, I don't want to do it. I don't have the drive. That's really an opportunity to get to know the part of yourself that is really ready, willing, and able to just take action regardless of how you feel, yeah. you know? I, I love state control stuff. I love self-hypnosis. There's days when there just isn't the silver bullet for me. I am not, it's not going to go away. I don't want to do this. But we all have the superpower within us to just say, I'm going to do it anyway. Like I don't have to feel a certain way and just get to know that part of yourself intimately. That's the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow or whatever metaphor you want to use there. Yeah. Which but, I mean, inside of that too, is looking at how we we figure out what our motivators are. We figure out what you know how to break through procrastination. You know, you're inside of the the influence group that I run for for business owners, and you know, <laughs> there's a story I even told that community to go. Do you see how this is like? You know, it's a six week course that's now been filmed in, as an online program. But like, do you notice how I had someone comment? It's like, it's really nice how you shot this in all these different locations of your office. And I go, that's how I broke through blocks. Yeah, because good. by physically moving everything and getting the lighting right, I know the effort that goes into making things look right on camera and the structure of storyboarding and planning everything out. Everything was storyboarded before the camera was ever turned on for that project. But the reset, you know, change your physicality, change your mentality yeah. and define different motivational mechanisms, which, you know, one of mine consistently is it doesn't matter what my opinion is because the audience is going to tell me. I love that. You know, yeah. so here's here's a webinar that's running that's teaching a few things for people in terms of their business. And the impulse could be, and these are typical webinar numbers, here's the hundreds that have only watched. Yeah, but here's the dozens that have now jumped into that program and here's what they're doing with the content. And, right. you know, to save that stuff and put that ownership, which yes, this is almost an exact correlation to Thanos' motivation in the Avengers movies. <laughs> he was serving the greater good, right? You know, he did no wrong, I think is the trending thing on Reddit now. <laughs> but to put the ownership elsewhere, that that's where it becomes, as you've done, where we started this conversation, this impact on humanity, where now it's not just about your income, booking clients and getting paid, that's going to naturally come. It's that you can be that person to help facilitate adding $87 million to the economy. And here's one way we all can do this together. 
Yeah, I love that. You know, it, it, the logo of Kalamazoo is not And it was your idea. I just fed it back yeah. to you. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a great idea, Jason. Oh, wait. No, it's uh, my logo is the path, right? And that's the idea. The idea is just creating the path for prosperity, you know, and sort of a global scale. Because it's like, once we've done this all over America, we can do it in Europe and APAC all over. And it's, yeah, it's just the creation of that. You know, a, a lot of folks talk to these about these moments of hesitation and all the little negative emotions that creep in is like imposter syndrome or imposter monster. And I, I don't want to do too long on that, but I really think I, the biggest thing that helped me was exactly what I said. Just, you've got so many great tactics people can deploy. And for whatever reason, it's getting to know that part of you that, that, that can just, just drive through it. Right. Like, well, I maybe think, I, maybe I think there's a flexibility to it too, mm -hmm. that, you know, sometimes it is the, well, I'm just going to make these calls because that's what I do. And, you mm -hmm. know, sometimes Yes, if you enjoy what you do, you never work a day in your life. And no, some days it is a job. Yeah. Uh, yet here's that person by, you know, sometimes it is that internal representation. There's a chapter in the Work Smart Business book called Print Money, which was, you know, people have the sexy marketing story of how I bought my house with an online campaign, how I got the, the car. And mine was the, we wanted the fast pass thing at Six Flags to skip the line, though we're not the assholes who are skipping the line. You actually get to reserve your line in advance. Right. And it was stupid that we wanted to drop 300 bucks on this, but I'm like, but that'll let, make it easier to enjoy the park with the kids. Okay. Right. Let's not spend it. Let's make it appear. And I love that. here came the campaign. So that was a, you know, internal motivation, but, but to see what are our triggers, what stands in the way of doing it, which brings me around to, I think the main reason why I, I go, I got to have Vinny on the podcast. It, when we hinted at this before we jumped on here which is that here's a world where yes, do the content. Yes, put the information out there. Yes, we don't always know exactly what one specific thing people are gonna to respond to, yet we are looking at a majority of people who are, let's say, going out on Facebook Live. It's not being watched. You've already shared a solution around that. Or even worse, they're not even, let's say, making the offer or as I'd say, giving the invite to learn more. What right. what's working for you in terms of yes, putting that content out there, but also inspiring those people to take action? Because let's frame this before you give the answer. Vinny doesn't have a website. This is all he's doing. Go for yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, so probably a quarter of the time, I I make a pretty direct offer. Yeah. And our you know, just let's schedule a call to learn more. You know, click on this link, this Calendly link. We'll set up a call. We'll learn more. You know, it's that beautiful. Uh, Jason Lynette line. Oh, if you'd like to learn more, of course, that's always an option. You could schedule a call here. It's yeah. always an option. I love using that phrasing for folks, but I don't, I don't think there's any real magic in it besides just making sure you do it. You know, always ask them to do something yeah. is what I've learned. Whether it's, you know, take 10 minutes and think about this today. Mm -hmm. You know, you want to condition your audience to do something that you're asking. Because like you always say, compliance breeds suggestibility. Start building that compliance now. It doesn't have to be get on a call with me, but, you know, I don't know, make sure you smile at your wife today and tell you you love her or whatever it might be, something silly there. But comment below, share this with somebody that could use it the most. The one person you think could use this message the most, something like that, if you're being a little bit more generic, because sometimes you just have to build engagement. But I, I'm, you, you've seen my content. I'm pretty niched out. I'm pretty hardcore talking about one thing consistently. And that's, that's it. I just request or just ask them, Hey, if you want to move forward, let's, let's set up a 15 minute interview or let's hit me up. If you have any questions, I try to keep it really casual because I don't necessarily want to sound like I'm selling people. I want it to feel very natural and comfortable. Yeah. You're opening uh, up a conversation and giving the invite for them to join you. Right. 
Yeah. So then as you've the magic niche question, then as you've niched it down to mostly stop smoking, are they reaching out to you for other things too? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it's for me, it's, Hey, <laughs> if, if I can get, if I could get some time in my schedule, I'm, I'll gladly help you lose weight or something like that. Yeah. That's it though. It's, it's seriously, it, I, I tend to do probably 80% tobacco cessation of some kind. Yeah. For whatever reason, I do really well with people that chew tobacco. I didn't expect that to be a thing, but mm-hmm. that's, apparently there's a market for people that want to quit that too. Yeah. So then how, how would you say, is that process any different for you than quitting smoking? No, no. Yeah. Literally stimulating motivation, you know, really, really pulling at the, all the reasons you want to quit, getting them to tell me those things, all the wonderful things they get to look forward to. And then I just do, you know, parts integration therapy, really simple stuff. I'm surprised how easy hypnosis is, Jason. I, yeah. You know, I started this, I thought it was, you've got to be a wizard or something to pull this off. And no. Well, you're, you're about two years in, you get the wizard yep. hat at the four-year mark and oh, cool. uh, you have your mailing address. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, no, it's the theme that the ease of the process, breaking it down to the simplicity and really asking the right questions and the client gives you the answers. Yeah. You know, I, I always tell the story in a training of a student of mine, which the disclaimer is there's no longer the Washington Redskins as the time of this recording, it's the Washington football team. But this dates the story. I've got a guy coming in to quit smoking. He's a football player on the Washington Redskins. What should I do? And the answer was help him quit smoking. Yeah. But he's a football player. I'm like, yeah, what should I do differently? I'm like, help him quit. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But like, he's kind of famous. Like, you know, I didn't mention who it was to my husband, but he pretty much guessed who it was. What should I do? I'm like, help him out. You know, and and this is from someone who my career, I was, I was working in professional theater as a stage manager, as production manager, and guess who my clients were, who I was, you know, going to their apartments and, you know, doing a session with someone. It's like, oh, I did see you on that TV show. Oh, that was you on this TV show I watched when I was 10. Uh, (laughs) And, and people that, you know, the best thing you can do with people is treat them as people. Yes. Yeah. Yes. A hundred percent. The title, the title, the whatever, you know, you might be, you're probably not surprised to hear this, but people might be surprised to learn that a lot of times folks that have a higher profile really appreciate being treated like humans. Like they, that genuine human, you know, human to human contact means the world to them. So if you can set us, and it's weird, you know, I've met really famous people before and I've, I've felt the weirdness before, you know, I've had some awkward moments, but the more you can just kind of be there and be genuine with them that, man, they love that stuff. So it's, yeah, I think that's a great, the funny thing about the advice that you gave that person is that it's the exact right advice, right? You just run your system. You mm-hmm. just run your system. Doesn't matter who they are. And I, 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 it might be good to point out that sometimes folks are looking for a silver bullet or another technique or another technique. But once you get started on this stuff, I'd like to get your thoughts on this, Jason. A lot of times it, it starts to look very similar to me. You know, you're, you're running like parts work and you know, you're isolating the, the, the problematic behavior, the part that's running the problematic behavior, and then you're giving it a new job, right? You're integrating it. Yeah. That sounds an awful lot like conversational hypnosis to me when I'm, I'm telling a metaphorical story and I'm addressing the part that way. Maybe, maybe I want to, I don't know, I'll make it up. Uh, there's a bunch of soldiers that are cigarettes and you're mowing them down with an Uzi or something, right? You've heard my um, animal balloon metaphor, right? No, I don't think I have. Oh, okay. For anyone who hasn't yet. And this is a true story, by the way, that, you know, what kind of got me on this journey before hypnosis, it was the production job in theater. But before that, I was the magician and I was doing like sleight of hand magic and even competing in like 
big international conventions and winning. And actually, at one point, I sold a whole magic show to a major theme park and then sold it in such a way that the show still ran a few years, even long after I left. So, and the only and part of why I got out of magic, though, I'm giving you the lead up to set this up, right? Part of what got me out of magic was this dissatisfaction with exposition. I had to explain why I had the prop. And when I saw hypnosis, there was the solution. There were no props. It was just pure communication. And that's where the shift went. So even though I'll say it politely, I was very good at magic. It's been like a bunch of years and I don't do any of it anymore. There was an odd fascination though with the TV show Tiger King when that first came on, because that was the guy my friends bought tigers from that were illusionists, some inside stories there. But as much as I don't remember the magic, Animal Balloons was the upsell for kids' birthday parties. And oh. Vinny, you cannot stop me. Name any animal balloon in the world. Any animal. I can make a balloon out of it. Cool. Seriously. <laughs> like, like, I'm like frustrated that I remember that, but like not most of the slide of the hand. So any animal in the world, you name it, I can create it as long as it looks like a dog or a snake. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. Was that that's four good. minutes of build up to one gag? Yeah. That's okay. <laughs> you want the giraffe? It's the dog with a long neck. You want the yeah. cat? It's the dog with a longer tail. Poodle, it, more bubbles. Right. Snake, got you covered. Worm, I'm a pro at this. But it's where the deeper we get into our content, the more we start to realize the same formulas are replicating. Mm-hmm. To which I say to my clients sometimes, now here's the update to the pre-talk. Would you like the neuroscience of everything we're about to do? They say, yes. Okay, cool. And I do a gesture of like a horizontal line and kind of like a wavy line, like a brainwave. This is the frequency of all the stuff in your life that isn't working right now. Step one, we're going to interrupt it. Step two, we're going to create the better path. Make sense? Okay, good. And step three, the more we run this other one, the more that becomes the new normal. You ready? (laughs) So perfect. And it's just the simplicity of it that at the end of the day, you know, most hypnotic suggestions are cause and effect relationships. And again, we're helping to identify what isn't currently operating and functional for the person. And really, I think this is a line out of just standard NLP training. Everything is about creating more options and more strategies. Yeah. And as soon as we look at what's in our toolkit and go, what is this like? What can I use this for? Your question, that's the entire work smart hypnosis live training of going. uh, The story I always tell is she comes into the office and she's very anxious about bringing a baby into this world. But you know what? I saw that that newer Twilight movie where like the girl is now the vampire and because she's a vampire, she can put this like protective energy shield around the baby. I know I can't really do that, but if I could imagine that in my mind, that'd be great. Which it's like, that's a Ron Esslinger script that I read on nail biting. (laughs) Yes, let's do that. (laughs) Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's interesting. Yeah. And the reason I'm so glad you shared that is because if if someone's thinking about this as a a career, like, you know, you're a world-class trainer. I think you partner with Richard Nongard a lot, who's my goodness, that guy's probably seen more hypnotists than anybody. I don't, or more clients than anybody. I'd yeah. be interesting to see. Well, it's when, and this is a filter to just have in mind. Anytime I'm doing something with someone else or even, hey, Vinny, having them on the podcast, it's because it's a conversation that I want to be there for. Yeah. And, you know, just, you know, tens of thousands of people get to listen to. That's awesome. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> but I'm, I'm just saying like, you know, get get some training and then get after it, right? Start playing with it, start doing it. And you're going to learn so much from that. You know, it's, it's the theoretics of it. It's so much fun to learn why this stuff works, but I just want to be a practitioner, Jason. I just want to hypnotize people and help them, you know, and the more I do that, the understanding just kind of is there for me. And it's a different, it's a more powerful understanding, right? Difference between theory and practice, you know? 
So I think this is something anybody that's thinking about jumping into this as a career, like pick somebody, learn that system, and you can always continue to expand your knowledge. There's there's wonderful trainers out there. You'd be a fool not to take advantage of that. But I think reduce the amount of time that it takes for you to start seeing people. Right, cut down that quickly. Mm-hmm. Don't 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 think you have to get your black belt in hypnosis <laughs> or something. You know what I mean? Like. Start playing with it. It's fun. Yeah. The, um, the, the courses are education. The training is what happens when you go out and put it into use. That's perfect. Yeah. Well, this has been phenomenal. And again, especially showing systems that are actually working right now and especially going after, I've, mm-hmm. I've said this for years in the marketing world, which is not to knock the platform, but it's to say, why are most businesses on Facebook? It's because they think they're supposed to be. And that's the end of their strategy. What you've talked about in terms of sharing of content, take that, apply that to whatever the next platform is. Take that, apply that to whatever the next iteration of something is 20 years from now. These are all universal principles. And Vinny, you're rocking it out. So great work there. Thank you. Yeah. Where can people track you down? How could they find you? Yeah, I would say just hit me up on Vinny Brigance on Facebook, right? You can see exactly what I'm doing there. You can go back to August. You can look at the evolution of the work I put out there. and You can see how it was terrible. And now it's pretty good. You know, and you can see testimonials and all the fun stuff I have up there. So I, I recommend that. Also, I've been playing around with TikTok. I'm stop smoking specialist on TikTok. My goodness, what a talk about organic reach, Jason. Yeah, you, know, you can have 20 followers get 800 views. That's that's wild. So it's uh, it's really the wild west there. That's essentially it. And I look me up there. I'm more than happy to share more with folks and give pointers. I, I get reached out for this stuff all the time and I just suggest they talk to you. <laughs> you know more about business than me, right? So I go, hey, talk to Jason. He gets the stuff. Here. Well, what, you, what you've done amazing is also just to make it your own. It's your style. It's your mm-hmm. approach. And as a fan of funny memes to another, you're doing a great job of it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, which we'll, we'll, we'll link to it. We'll, we'll link over in the show notes at worksmarthypnosis.com in terms of how to track you down, how to find you. Any final thoughts for the listeners out there before we wrap it up? Yeah, I really want to emphasize the solution is always only action, right? Working on your mindset, you know, you can do that. There's no end to the amount of things you can imagine that are going to go wrong. There's an infinite number of things you can imagine, but just you'll find relief by taking action consistently all the time. You're going to find relief in it, right? There's a, there's just a little veil you get to pierce through and you're going to find your voice along the way. A lot of these things you're afraid of, they're going to fade into the background as you continue to to take it on. So that's, that's all I have for you folks. Jason Lenette here once again. And as always, thank you so much for interacting with this program, leaving your many reviews online, letting this become part of the ongoing conversation of the entire hypnotic profession. I'm quite active in even other trainers communities. I'm you know, a member over at the Mike Mandel community, the Jacqueline community, and Sheila Granger's communities, Helen Midas. And, and it's where often in these various conversations, even I get a kick out of how people are, yes, not only sharing my solo episodes, but even popping up and going, oh, well, when this person was on Jason's podcast, this is what they said. And, and they're sharing the link. You know, So understand that part of this program is that this is my continued education. This is me having the conversations with people that I want to see what they're doing and model what's working. That's why even Vinny, who's in both of my online programs, actually all all of my online programs now, you know, I had him on because I go, you're doing something interesting. Let's talk about it. And, and, you know, just let another several, you know, 20 or 30,000 people interact with it as well. So interact with the guests too. We love that. It's always awesome to hear from the HypnoThoughts crew that people are signing up for other people's workshops 
because they heard them on this program. And while you're there checking everything out online, of course, head over to hypnoticbusinesssystems.com. That's the all-access pass to my hypnosis training library. In fact, by the wonders of the internet, while you're on that Hypnotic Business Systems page, if you look at the bottom footer, it's going to give you access to that on-demand presentation, Six Steps to a Six-Figure Hypnosis Business. Let's help more people. Let's make it rain. See you all next week. Thanks for listening to the Work Smart Hypnosis Podcast at worksmarthypnosis.com. <laughs>